You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris and Laurie. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Not bad. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish? Well, I was just discussing the game Friday. <laughs> I'm depressed. <laughs> ah, should be used to it by now. Yeah. Ah, you used to get beat at Hamden. Come on, Chris. <laughs> ah, but where is that? <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're going to discuss uh, the defeat against Wales in the podcast. We'll mention the upcoming game against Serbia, where no doubt we'll get beat again. There's a few things... And the lower leagues are what to discuss. Six Wales, come on. <laughs> Just what Got Dunfermline's financial situation. I went to Ibrox on Saturday, so discuss that. <laughs> uh, and then some other things. Derek McInnes, I'm sure, will get a, a mention in the charity bet. 45,000 people at Ibrox, were you? <laughs> 44,000 folk, it was. What was it? Fuck me. <laughs> Who was the 44,000 folk? I, I included folk watching an ESPN. I, <laughs> I, I, I included me, what, me and my dad watching it sitting <laughs> on the sofa. Aye, huh? <laughs> it was quiet. It was easy to get away from the ground in the car, though. That was good. There was no cues. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Right, we want to start with the Scotland game on Friday night, which we obviously lost 2-1 against Wales. We were outplayed. We were embarrassed in some areas anyway. Uh, well, I thought I'd start by being critical of Hanley at the back. What, not to me. <laughs> I, I didn't rate him at all. I don't know if the occasion got to him or not, but there was too many misplaced passes from the team as a whole. But he was one, especially in the first half an hour, that I just thought, well, I wouldn't have started him if I, if I knew that was going to happen anyway. See, to be honest, I think you'll, you'd be quicker picking the ones that were actually of a pass. Rather than fail, uh, I'm going to say Stephen Fletcher. I give I give him a pass for his two minutes in the park. What happened to him? Because I have no idea. I missed it. He landed. I, the park. Way, he, I think he, it looked a bit innocuous, but it's the way it was nothing to do with the challenge itself. When he came down, you know, he sort of landed on his ankle awkwardly, and it, it, you know that you know what you know it's like when you land and you don't land properly. He seemed to land on it, yeah. kind of twist it a little bit. It didn't look, you know, it didn't look like. You couldn't tell from it that it was really bad, but you know what it's like sometimes. It, it doesn't look that bad, but if you land just slightly on the side and you put the pressure on the wrong angle of it, so it's it was just the fall. It wasn't really the challenge itself. Yeah, I wasn't sure because play seemed to go on, and then suddenly they were going back, and it seemed quite serious. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he, he kind of jarred it and landed a bit awkwardly, so it can be pretty can be pretty nasty those ones. But it wasn't it wasn't the Wales the Welsh players' challenge by any means. Right, well that, that's good. Right, right. See when that happens. Mm-hmm. And you're the manager, and you've got Jordan Rhodes sitting there, and you've got Kevin. I know. <laughs> who did you put on? Well, I know who I know who you're hinting towards there, Rhodes, and I probably would have, but I was going to stick up for Kenny Miller because I was watching him, and off the ball, I thought he was brilliant. He was busy the whole game, running, doing runs that were just thankless, really, because he's just running between the the defenders, chasing the ball. I thought he'd done all right. If you're playing yeah, one not, man up front, I think he's all right. Yeah, I'll give him his due. I don't think he did uh, anywhere near as badly as some other players in the park, but I don't think I'd have been the one that picked him. I mean, he had a couple of decent chances in that game with headers mainly, and mm-hmm. he still can't header the ball. See, <laughs> no. the problem for me, even when Miller was... And I, he did, he's done well for Scotland. He's done better than a lot of players over the years. Oh, I don't doubt it. I think he's one of these guys... He, he was great when you're a, a kind of backs... A, Backs to the wall, you know. I've seen him play brilliantly against likes of you know Italy and 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 bigger teams, and especially when he had a bit more pace and a bit more stamina. I mean, he still has, he still looks in decent shape for his age, but he's lost a bit of it. But it's, I think he needed a bit more than that because it was a game where we really were, well, we really should have been taking the bull by the horns a bit more. And I don't think Miller was the right option. To be fair, I, I, it's not really his fault. I, I think it's. I think his time's really done, and you, you don't going to blame him if he gets picked. He's going to want to play. I mean, who wouldn't? But I, I, I'm with Chris on that. I don't think he was the right option for the game. If that was the game at home or away to a, a 
Croatia or a, a better team than maybe. But I, I think we needed someone to, to kind of score goals and I think we need to show a bit more initiative. And personally, I don't think Miller was the right option. And that's not saying that when he came on, he was terrible or anything, but I would have went with someone who's a bit more goals in them rather than the sort of thankless kind of running. But as, as it was, you know, it looked like we were playing one of the top two or three nations the way we let Wales go over, all over us anyway. I think it's simpler than that, though. No, I think it's just, it just comes down to the fact that, I mean, the MLS is in closed season at the moment. Yeah. And it, so Kenny Miller's not getting any regular football. And Jordan Rhodes is playing for Blackburn Rovers. So, it's, I mean, Blackburn aren't doing too great at the moment, but he's, he's getting a game down there at the moment where Kenny Miller isn't playing anything. So maybe mm. that should have been yeah, what made the decision for striking. But uh, who knows? To be honest, I don't think it would have mattered who we played up front because yeah. other than Sean Maloney, I thought the team were rotten because they had, uh, as you said earlier, Hanley barely found a, a Scotland player all night. He wasn't alone in that because I thought the midfield spent the entire time passing to Welshman. Yes. Yep. Dorans, MacArthur, they were rotten. <laughs> Just thought Snodgrass I, I, was all right, ignoring uh, the two yellows. That's the thing. Snod, Snod, for me, Snodgrass looked a bit slow and more likely to kick men than the ball. I thought <laughs> Burke looked all right through. a couple of times, but he didn't really get much of the ball. But, I mean, Aye, to me, Burke was probably the most disappointing because he was the guy in the previous, in the friendly, where uh, he looked really lively and he looked like our best threat going forward. And then in this game, he was pretty quiet. He's kind of wide. He needs to. I don't think there's as much he can do out there, really. You know, if he's not getting the ball out there, he's not really expected to come in the middle of the park and start yeah. winning it, is he? It's not really his remit. But I think Craig hit the nail on the head. It's the one thing I was going to highlight straight away. And I said at the start of the game, oh yeah, I'm a bit biased to Andy Webster because I'm a big fan of his and he plays for my team. But I have no idea. Was Webster not fit? I, could, I tried to look up. He was on the bench. That's why I was surprised when he was on the bench. I have Look, Webster is by no means a world-class defender. But I thought he was, he's was. he been solid in the last few Scotland games. He's experienced. You know, This season he's been one of our best players again. Oh, maybe not saying much, but we still haven't conceded an awful lot of goals generally. And I just thought Hanley looked, I thought he looked appalling. I mean, yeah, he scored a great header, but at the back, he was. it was like Sunday League stuff. You were talking like long punts, and he was just getting caught under it time and time again. I just thought he was, and it's, I just thought he looked like he'd never played at that level at all. And it's only Scotland-Wales. I mean, he plays, he's played in the Premier League in the Championship. I, I just thought he was awful. I just thought he, didn't, he looked like a Sunday League player out of water. And I just, I didn't understand why Strachan took out Webster when he's been playing the sort of Webster Caldwell, Webster Berra, even Berra Caldwell. It seemed an odd game to suddenly throw Hanley in. And, you know, maybe he's a better player. I've not seen an awful lot of him. Maybe he's a better player than that. Not in that view. Not in that view at all. But then I I, I think half the problem with this is we all look at the English Premiership and English Championship and think, oh, they're playing in a a higher standard of league. They must be better. And then we've we've basically put 10 players out there that have played outside of Scotland and Charlie Mulgrew. And to be honest... They haven't looked any better than what they could have got at the SPL. I, would, not... I, I, I wouldn't have minded playing Webster. I certainly wouldn't have left Chris Coleman sitting on the bench. I certainly wouldn't have left Gary McGuire-Stevens sitting on the bench. Yeah. Neither of them got looking. Yeah, especially when we were chasing the game because yeah. near the end, we just didn't see the ball at all. Wheels were too clever with their, their little wee flicks and their very, very simple passing. The amount of times I've seen players shown for the ball and just getting a simple pass and giving it straight back and that allowed the the team to the dynamic of the team to shift a little bit, and and more passes became available. It's just they very rarely went for the hoof like we resort to, unfortunately. Oh, we, got, we got hammered two one. I mean, it was oh, the scoreline yes. was very generous towards us. And, <laughs> I mean, the thing the thing was it was um, again on the defence. I might be wrong, but I th- I thought you know how the lineups are released the day before with Scotland. Yeah. I was sure they had Webster in the starting lineup in the, the initial one. I can't remember seeing that. I can't. I, I was certain. I was just. I was so shocked when the team because I'd I'd not watched the build up. I just turned it over just before the kick off, and I was like, "Where's Webster? Who's that?" And I, I assumed that he'd been injured. I, I was like, "Oh no, he better not be out for a while." But then he came up on the bench, and I was just. I was just really surprised. It was the main surprise for me was was the defence. I expected at least. I expected Berra, Caldwell, Webster, two of those three. Yeah, I thought Caldwell did did okay. I don't, I can't remember too many instances where he he let us down. Well, like I mean, as I said, Caldwell, Webster, better for me. I know I prefer one of them, but they're pit and miss. None of them are fantastic, but you know they're all been there, done it. They're probably 
as good as we can get just now. I just I would have liked to hear why Strachan did that because it's it just seemed an odd an odd kind of game to suddenly throw someone in and drop two of your other players who've been playing most of the other ones, especially in a position like defence. You know, you can I'm lots of managers say that you can kind of swap around wingers, even fullbacks, strikers, but you kind of like to have that core sort of keeper, two centre backs because that's the side that's the kind of the centre of where everyone's built from. That's where they hold things together. It just for me, I, I was very disappointed because I've been kind of shown a bit of optimism when Strachan's come in, and although the Estonia game wasn't exciting, it was it was a standard win. I thought we showed a few signs of um, more positivity than what we'd had under Levine, but I, I thought that was like one step forward, two steps back against Wales. I thought we looked a lot worse than we did against them in Cardiff. Was it Cardiff? Was that? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, in Cardiff we took a well-deserved lead and should have yeah. had a second goal. And this we game robbed. we were yeah. rotten for at least our first half hour. We then got a goal just before half time, pretty much one of our two or three chances that we had in the first half at all, and went in one 0 up, completely undeserved. And I'm, I, I spent half time thinking, is this the same as the the League Cup final the previous week? Or St Mirren weren't in the game for most of the first half, and they went in one each. Yeah. He came out flying out of traps in the second half, and so did Scotland. To be fair, we had a couple of chances at one 0 Yeah, but we might have. That was probably our best spell. Was just after half time. I think Bale going off. Kind of, Played a big part in that. I know that he I was so. he wasn't looking he wasn't looking I mean, brilliant, but no, I think I think you can you can give Bale the benefit of doubt because he was ill the day before it and there was some doubt on that. But I think that's what he said he was taking off for a half time. He wasn't feeling well, yes. so I mean fair enough. But I don't think Bale did anything in the first half. No, no, I didn't. I think I didn't it, think it may he have. Dis- I think I know what you're angling at here, actually. Yeah. I think what you mean is it may have disrupted Wales a bit the fact that he went off. Yes, and but given us a boost, boost, I think yes. they were even better once he got going in the second half. In a before. way, I mean, it was it wasn't like you could see a Scotland player swarming around Baylorin, but sometimes a player like that, even if he's not on his game, because he draws so many players towards him, and maybe our focus was all around stopping him. I mean, you saw, you know, the day before, and that it was Scotland can stop Bale. This is how we'll stop Bale, and it was almost like, right, let's stop Bale. And it's like, oh wait, there's another ten players, there, isn't there? <laughs> Because it was Wales as a team played really well. I thought it wasn't like it was the Bale show. Because let's be that the other game it was Bale who dug him out a hole, half cheating, half brilliant. But you know, <laughs> but that time this game it was sort of it was as a team they just looked really coherent and I mean, they thoroughly deserved the win. And at least this time I suppose the penalty was pretty justified. It was such a stupid. I thought Snodgrass was putting in some stupid tackles. Yeah, it was so pointless. The boy was getting the cross in, and fair enough. You see them. In fact, I think we've discussed it a few times. You know where a guy gets halved, but he's already hit the ball away, like for a shot or a cross, yes, yeah. and they don't get given. So, I thought it was pretty justified to give the penalty because it was it was pointless. He was never going to block the the cross. He just kind of took him out, and yeah, in the end, we were beaten by the better team. And I was confused I'm, when the when he did take the guy out because the referee blew the whistle and he went over and he seemed to hang about outside the box for quite a while. Yeah, he changed, he changed sure. his mind. Yeah. He changed his mind. He did. Ah, he gave him the free kick original rather than the penalty. I don't know it was only he... after he consulted with the linesman yeah. about where he'd hit him and then he gave the penalty. And to be fair, having seen the replay since, it's the right got, decision. So the right right right. Although, although <laughs> it doesn't always make a difference, does it, Chris? <laughs> Even <laughs> if the ultimate decision's the right one, eh? I thought it was a really good penalty. He's not going to get much better than that. Oh, the power I, and just blasting uh, it in off the bar on the other side. There's no way the keeper yeah. can Although I wasn't really appreciating it at the time, but I can look back now and appreciate and by the, way, the quality. A, good, a very good red card at the end. I said it to my dad when he did it, and I was like, that's a uh, good... See, that's when a red card is good. Because, yep. you know... It's, it's 20 still... seconds for the end of the game. You may as well give away the free kick, because you're outside the box. You, can, you can walk, it's fine. Yep. I've seen Presley do that for us against the firm, and what's 2-1 up, their guys were in clean through an injury time. Just hauled them back and then walked off. <laughs> hauled them back 30 yards from goal and just walked off, took the red. Yeah. Having said it. that, are they going to miss Aaron uh, Ramsey in the midweek game? I think they're playing, is it, uh, is it Croatia, I think they're playing? Possibly, but I, I still think it on on reflection, you maybe take it then, take the three points, because they're like us. I mean, they're out pretty much. I mean... They're under a chance, at least, because they've got six points, all of them with us, but still. <laughs> I mean, for us, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference in terms of qualifying, but is, is there a big... How much risk is us dropping down any more pots? Because 
we could we look well, we're heading for pot well. five as it stands so I don't think there's many more pots we could possibly draw <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of pots because yeah. the well started us in pot six didn't they so. it did die because that pesky student because yep. that pesky fairy <laughs> student eh? Oh, apparently, uh, STV were tweeting us earlier on that uh, if Serbia and Belgium, if, if Serbia beat us and Belgium and Croatia beat Macedonia and Wales, which is all pretty likely, then we could actually be the first team out in the UEFA. <laughs> really? Because uh, Andorra need to avoid defeat against Estonia and a five o'clock kickoff. Surely San Marino must get out. San Marino aren't out yet. San Marino kick off 15 minutes after we do. And a Polo <laughs> So we could be out first. We're the daddy team for sure. No, shocking! This is just how far we've fallen. And I, th- I think I think we will officially be out by the end of Tuesday because I don't see us getting anything in Serbia. I'll be interested to see what team stacking puts out, but I don't think there's too much you can do about it because I, mean, I said this was it last week or the week before when like, we were talking about James McFadden coming back into it, and we're thinking, well, it'd be great to have someone the fans could back because it's something that would get the fans going because we just don't have anything at the moment because. At the moment, okay, we're missing Darren Fletcher, we're missing Scott Brown. It's Gary McKay Stephen really in the kind of James McFadden role. He, he could potentially be one day, but not in the role, the moment, not in, but, he's not the. But you know, I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean on the park. I mean, there's a role of someone that the fans can get behind. I think he's a, an entertaining player, though. I mean, that, I think we've hope for him. I don't think he's the answer yet. Is, not, is, is, is McFadden at that level again already? No, I don't. I wouldn't include. Oh, him. I don't think McFadden's back there. What I'm saying is, a couple of years ago we had McFadden. Oh yeah, when he was the a... guy that fans all get excited about. We just don't have that now. Whereas the Welsh could have went. Well, they had Gareth Bale, and even when Gareth Bale went off, they still had Aaron Ramsey. They still had Craig Bellamy. They had people they could latch onto and know these guys are the guys that could get us a result tonight. I thought Bellamy was really good. Yeah, I, I did like him too. So. Money, greeting face, petulant <laughs> little girl at times. <laughs> but he played well. He did. But it works. <laughs> it's effective. I was this I'm hearing about Chris Commons pulling out for personal reasons. That sounds pretty worrying. Um, right. Uh, if that's what it is, it might have something to do with one of his kids. Because I've seen his wife tweeting stuff, or his girlfriend or whatever she is. She's been tweeting about one of the kids not being well. So if that's what it is, fair enough. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Then, but serious, uh, but uh, I didn't realise it was for personal reasons. Yeah. Uh, Caddis has been called up. That's Caddis that I never thought was going to do well at Celtic. From, he used uh, to get all right in Football Manager. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the Caddis only place I know it from. Surely there'd be someone in the under-21s we could have called up. Yeah, um, I think so. They, they've uh, won 3-0 tonight against Luxembourg, by the way, in case anyone cares. Who scored all the goals? I know that Hart's own Jamie Walker scored the first. Uh, he got the first. Uh, Lewis Toshney got the third. And in between, Tony Walker got the second. So. Yeah, maybe so, Tony Walker's a guy we could be watching on in a few years. Again, there's, a, there's another player that really should be in the first team squad. And we're, we're playing him in the, the under-21s instead. I mean, is there anybody that's actually saying in the first team squad they deserve to be there ahead of these youngsters? I don't see them. I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult to do. You've, it's a risk bringing in youngsters. I know, but... Can we risk it? I know we're out of the, the competition at the moment. We're not going to make the World Cup, but I keep looking at these pots, and I'm sure if Strachan said he wasn't too fussed about that, but I've got to be fussed about that. I don't want well, to drop well, it down. If you look at the difference between the, the teams in the fourth pot and the teams in the fifth pot, there isn't much difference in them at all. We're not going to... Well, I don't think we're going to drop anywhere near the sixth pot at this rate, but you never know. To be honest... We're not, we're not going to be in a pot that's going to give us a, a decent chance of qualifying for Euro 2016. So, does it really matter? We may as well use this time to experiment. In fact, we'd be as well just taking the entire under-21s, promoting them into the first team and getting them some proper experience. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, Germany did that. I mean, obviously, by their standards, it wasn't such a step back, but maybe the equivalent is, you know, when they took, they kind of, they took a bit of, not mediocrity, but they kind of, I had a bit of a difficult spell when they brought through a lot of the younger players, didn't they? But they kind of gave them the chance. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's... I, I don't know. I mean, you look at the 21s. I'm just looking at the team tonight, and you're talking Archer, Jack, McHattie, Toshney, Robertson, Bannigan, McGeoch, Fivey, Watt, Armstrong, Walker. And I mean, to be honest, can you really pick many of them who you'd say is ready? I mean, you've got like... I picked about half a dozen of them before I picked some of the clowns that were on the part of Friday night. I know, but on that game, but I mean, would you take... 
I mean, what's I the only one that jumps out at me? McGee, I, I mean, don't think he's ready. I mean, I know that. I mean, even the two Hearts players there, I wouldn't say are McCarty. I'm not. I think he's very iffy defensively. Walker is a good prospect, but not ready yeah. for that. Well, even here's the question, though. I mean, McCarty, would you have picked him instead of Hanley? On, no, McCarty's a fullback. He's Maybe. a fullback. Ah, oh, well, okay, fair enough. Would you have picked him ahead of Hutton? Uh, Hutton was rubbish. Hutton was woeful. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. How is he playing at the Real Mallorca? He doesn't have a single game. run. Not one. And that's where his strength is, really, when he gets the ball and just hoofs yeah. it ahead of him and just and his wee legs go sprinting after it. That's what other right-backs do we have? We must have other right-backs, do we not? What, about, what happened to Ryan... What's his name? Ryan Martin? Is that his name? No. Russell. He's, Russell. That's the one. He's pulled out of the <laughs> he was on the bench, as far as I knew. He's pulled out the, the game. Ah, right. There we are. I'll tell you who we should be getting back. Kirky. Kurt Broadfoot. As <laughs> well. That's it. He's, he's no, that's another one that's playing down south. So, Aye, it's I suppose he's probably ahead of the SPL players. I was going to say we'll just end up with egg in our face, but it's getting old now. Aye, that is getting old. <laughs> that's is it old done? Is that one done? Is it? Yeah. Oh. Right, so the game in Ser- against Serbia is on ESPN. Uh, it's on BBC. Anyway. <laughs> I saw that tonight. It's on ESPN for those that don't have BBC Scotland. I think I'll probably watch it on ESPN, to be honest, because I don't like the commentators. You'll get BBC. HD. Derek Ray. I take, okay. it, I take it Derek Ray's doing the commentary in ESPN. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Is, that's, that's not even a contest between him and Wayne McLeod. <laughs> it depends, though. The thing is with ESPN, you do get Craig Burley. Sometimes. Uh, I like Burley. I suppose we're not going to get Stephen Craig in for that one, are we? I never know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Turn up for him. Right, are we all depressed about Scotland? Aye. Uh, we've finished the depressed. <laughs> Aye. We've only talking about Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> right, so I went to the game on Friday night at Hamden and I was frozen. I was going to swear there, but I was frozen. And then I had to do a 30 minute queue for the train back into the centre of Glasgow. And while I was in that queue, I was, I was standing thinking, what am I doing here? This is too cold for me. I've got another game, Saturday lunchtime. I just, I don't know if I can be bothered. But then once I got home, warmed up, I was like, right, another game of football, good turned up and it was as cold at Ibrox. I was sitting down for the game, whereas I was standing at Hamden, so it was colder in the cold plastic seat. The football was absolutely woeful from Rangers anyway. Sterling I was about to say, yeah, right. so I thought Sterling were not bad. Yeah. Uh, aye. I would say that there was a couple of chances Rangers had. Uh, Hemmings up front had a good head at the back post. That he... To be fair, your front five are about 12 years old, were they not? It was just, it was, it was poor. We had uh, Mackay, who I've, I've long been a, a admirer of his, and said that he should be getting more starts. He had a rare start, and he was, he wasn't very good at all. And he got taken off in the end, and it just showed that the, the squad that Rangers have got that they, we brought on Argirio, who's a fullback. It's just, it's not good. We, we really need the, the summer to bring in new players. Or should I say September? Oh, come on. Wait, this is third division teams with plumbers and lock picks and yep. all sorts of part-timers. Bringing... You you've played them against three... You've played them three times now and you can't beat them. Well, that's Sorry, you've played that's them four fun. times and beat them once. Yep. Aye, we're pretty much equal. A win apiece yeah. and two draws. Two draws. Aye, but we're bringing on a full-back. It's not a case of not having the, the quality or even the youth. It's, we had to bring on a full-back. That's all we really had. <laughs> Just, yeah, but you've got to... <laughs> Is that no doubt to McCoy's in his signings? You know, wasting... No, it was because he, we had to... I think there's a 22-man limit in the squad and unfortunately we still had a few of the players that walked out on Rangers. And well, well, had right. <laughs> so that... But, I mean, could you not have... You spend £7,000 given on one player's wages. You could get... You get you get a entire... You get an entire third division decent yes. squad out of that. there is a 22-man limit... And if the players How were still on 20, that... Are you sure there's a 22-man limit? I'm just right. going on what Chick said. Chick Green said there's a 22-man squad limit and he said that I'm sure it was seven players left in the summer and unfortunately they had to be included in that. But I'm just going with what he said. I, I don't know. I've, I've hey. not seen the rule. Are you sure? I, well, I could be wrong. How do you include seven players that were left? That were left? Apparently they were still on the books. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I'm no, just repeating so what, what he said. So you're saying a third division team... Loses ten players 
in in a transfer window and they sign ten. Oh no, you can't sign those ten. You've already got those ten registered. No, you just have to play with eleven this players. This was a special then. case, wasn't it? No, but you, what you're saying is what you can't change the squad. Well, this was a special case. I don't know why they weren't allowed to. Ah, that's that that doesn't make any sense. Right, I'll if tell you what. Chris says, why would you? Why would you have to? That's what I mean. What if a third division team had a few good players and they lost them all to other teams? You know, in the first month of the transfer window, and then what? You can't register anyone else. No, no, no I don't know. Them. I don't know if it's a special ah, case. Um, I'm just saying what Chick was saying. So I'll, I'll need to look it up. That seems a bit silly. I'll maybe take a 22-man squad limit, but I can't understand why you would have the same one throughout. You wouldn't be able to add your. You wouldn't be able to, players who leave, you wouldn't be able to take them off and add someone else in their place. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe it was because he was trying to claim that he still owned the players, and to do that, he had to include them in the squad. I'm just guessing. That's well, his own ball bag fault. Isn't it? <laughs> right, well, I'll, I didn't want to be just too harsh. That was <laughs> I didn't want to be too harsh on Stirling Albion because they, they were probably the they had the better chances anyway. I don't know if the overall they were the better team, but. Jordan White had a decent header in the first half and they had Alexander beat but Aird was on the post to stop it and then the best chance of the game went to Scott Davidson who was at the back post and had all the time in the world chested the ball down and I think the occasion got to him I think it was running through his head scoring a goal at Ibrox and ended up blasting it over the bar it was the big big lad up front was his White, was that his name did you say? Jordan White, aye. John White, aye. I thought he was quite decent, actually. He, aye, it was him who set that one up as well. A nice little dink cross. I thought Sterling set up well. I thought they just, I thought the manager just totally outclassed McCoy tactically. With obviously, because you got to take into account he's got far inferior players, even with, you know, obviously Rangers had a young team, but I thought they set up pretty well. And although Rangers had far more of the ball, Sterling did look more dangerous when he went forward. And I thought they deserved the point. Yeah. And uh, I think it shows, I mean, as we've said before, I, I still don't. I still don't know if McCoy is going to be the man when it comes to the crunch. When it's when they do inevitably come up against slightly better teams in the coming oh, years, it's, it's abundantly clear that Alan McCoy is not a decent manager. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. I agree. I think, I think he's probably him. he's probably too expensive to get rid of at the moment. Among everything else, because there's still going to be the, the the fanatical Rangers fans saying, "Oh, he stuck by us through our our worst period when the liquidation was happening and we transferred over to a new club and all that stuff." And they'll be they'll be sticking by him for that, if nothing else. Well, I would say that there's more and more people turning against him, Chris, because yeah, because the there's booze, only so long you can stick by him yeah. if he if this continues happening. The booze were allowed at half time. I mean, it's. Sorry, go on. Uh, I was just going to say that people were leaving very early the end of the game, and as you seen that the crowd was pretty sparse as it was, but yeah, at the end it was it was almost embarrassing how few people were left. It's I think it's it's one of these things. I mean, it's just because I think they kind of lived on the sort of it's I know it doesn't really matter, but you know the adrenaline of you know yes let's get together we're going to come back and I think people that sort of that camaraderie kind of overshadowed his kind of tactics and whatnot at first. And when everyone was fit, obviously, we Rangers have a wealth of riches compared to other teams. But when it's come down to it, and he's, you know, he's got to have to play some of the younger players and he's going to have to think about his tactics a bit more, it just doesn't seem to be there, does it? I mean, to, let's be honest, we've said it before, when you've got a full team and you put out, you know, Templetons and McCulloughs and, and Black, I know he's not had a great season, but you put out all these players in the same team, Sandaza even again, I suppose he's been crap as well, isn't he? But, you know, you put out all these SPL players in the same team, you're going to have to be a pretty rotten manager to not win, you know, when you've got a full team out. It's it's just the way it is. It's like cup games, you know. You get cup shocks, but nine times out of ten, the bigger team with the better players will win. So he could become a good manager. I mean, you're not saying that he, that's it, you know, he's always going to be awful. And he's got, I suppose he's got time on his side, maybe, because... Again, next season, Rangers, well, even though they can only sign September, I'm sure they'll manage to get a few decent players in. So, I don't know, he might have time on his side. I mean, I suppose you uh, might see the same at Hearts. I mean, I was kind of pleased that Locke got the job, but again, it's one of these things. He's a cult hero. I'm not entirely sure how much management his skills he's got at the moment, but we're rebuilding. Maybe we have the time to develop him. He might turn out to be a fantastic manager straight away. I mean, we've had some surprises, but... Yeah, he might grow into it. I think he's definitely got to up his game, though, because 
as Craig said, it's it's clearly not going down well with the fans at the moment. Yeah, I think he's the type of guy who will step aside if he feels that he's not the man for the job and Rangers need somebody better. I think he will. Maybe. Could be right. Yeah. I had a laugh at the end of the game when uh, we had a couple of corners right near the end and the guy behind, well, a couple of rows behind shouted, get into the box, McGregor. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. He's went the whole season I've got McGregor in goals. <laughs> I bet he doesn't even know that liquidation happened. I remember being at a Scottish Cup game in about, it must have been about the turn of the millennium, it was 2000, 2001, and we were, we just signed Austin McCann and he was playing left back. And, and there was an old couple of front of me. Neil McCann, did he not leave the Ah, oh, nah, must he, did he? I thought he'd left the Rangers, but nah, the whole game. <laughs> it's Austin McCann, he's a new signing. At least that's a bit of confusion. It's not <laughs> completely wrong. Did you see on the TV? It was one of the final corners of the game that Rangers had. I think they had two in a row. Did you see how far outside of the the quadrangle the ball was? Because it was. I'm looking. Blowing, it kept blown out, doesn't it? Well, it kept blown out, but then he actually positioned it, and I'm sure it was like two feet outside the, the quadrangle. I seen exactly the same thing happen at the the Youth Cup semi final on Sunday. Cause I, I went along to Celtic Park to watch uh, Celtic Kilmarnock in the that semi final. Uh, it turns out I went to the wrong one because the other one was like three two after extra time at Dunfermline against St Martin. <laughs> but the, my, I, I watched the Kilmarnock take one corner just as the guy ran up to hit it. The ball blew out of the corner. It, it must have been about two or three feet by the time he took it. So it I it was Bellamy was having. Bellamy was having some problems taking his corners in the yeah. Scotland game as well, I noticed. It's... I like, I think it was an Aberdeen-St. Johnson game, uh, maybe last season, the season before, and Jason Brown was taking a goal kick, and the ball kept moving in the wind, and the crowd started booing him for time-wasting, despite it not being his fault. He kept putting <laughs> the ball down, and it kept moving. So he had Do, you remember, it was Aber- Do you remember Aberdeen? I think it was the Aberdeen-St. Johnson, Aberdeen-St. Mirren at Vitaudry, and one of the keepers took the goal kick, and it sort of blew up in the air, and it bounced like on the edge of his box. His cold kick kind of went in the air, just came blue right back, almost back in his own. Box. I'm sure the rule says if it if it goes Does straight it in blocked. your own goals and you just take it again. Probably. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that that's one of those stupid rules. I remember uh, Rangers yeah. in Europe and the the goal kick was taken and a defender came in to touch it and the punishment is retake the goal kick. I'm sure if you yeah. do that on a computer game, it does that. You know, yeah, if it's a, if you take it, doesn't leave the, the penalty area, then it's a, a retake. Yeah. Aye. Rubbish. Good to know. It's good to right, we'll move on for rain, rubbish Rangers. Right, the good news for Rangers is because Queen's of the Park game was postponed at the weekend, there was never any chance Queens of winning the, the, yep. the third division anyway. <laughs> but their magic number's now down to four, so they could yes. win it this weekend. If they win at Montrose and Queen's Park fail to beat Elgin City at home, although technically a draw at Montrose would be enough if Queen's Park was at home. Running away with it, I'm telling you. Uh, they might be second to win a division though because Queen of the South are playing Breaking City in uh, midweek and should Queen of the South beat Breaking City up in, uh, I think they're playing Breaking they haven't moved this game have they? I know they moved a game to Forfa at one point uh, but Queen of the South magic number 6 which means if they win 3 points and Breaking fail to get 3 points they'll be the second division champions I hear they're talking about getting the AstroTurf fitted at Palmerston Right, that's what I heard. Although they don't call it Astro Tough now. They, no, no, it's like we have to be eight G now or something. Aye, you just, yeah, you just say it's like five, six G. Nobody really knows what it means. Well, I looked it up, but I'm not. Do you, do you get good? What, do you get good internet on that? <laughs> quick quick downloads. <laughs> Apparently, four G doesn't have to be black balls. Excuse me. <laughs> Take the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Right, Astro Mud. <laughs> that's what we call that. It's that that's that wee stuff that gets stuck in your shoes when you come home and, uh, oh, after yeah, the game of fives and you've got to empty your trainers. Ah, I get it in my sword. waistband when I do slide tackles. Just, slide tackles at fives? That's a shocker. Oh, no, I, I, I used to do that as well. I just used to have no skin on my legs and that just come back bleeding all over my shoes. That must be 1G or something. <laughs> Zero. 1G, it was cheese grater. What was, what never... was Anfield? You know Sterling Albion's old ground, you know, and that was a kind of carpet, a sandy carpet. Don't know what that was, if that's 1G. I don't know, an ash pitch. <laughs> Blaze. <laughs> Pretty much ash, yeah. <laughs> the B park I grew up playing on was Blaze. That's how I had to this day, I can't slide tackle anybody. <laughs> Wasn't he brave enough? Who thought that was a good idea, playing on? Oh, I don't know. Mental. 
Yes. Anyway, Kune South could win it in midweek, and if they don't manage to beat Breaking City, then they've got another chance to do it on Saturday because they host Breaking City. So two games in a row against the one team that can still catch them. <laughs> Surely Kune South are going to be second division champions yeah. by the end of the week. Yeah, I think so. Right, I've got a negative mention here. Dunfermline and their financial situation. Right now we're recording this on Monday, but they've got until 5pm tomorrow, Tuesday, to pay the bill or, well, it could be game over for them. They, there's obviously administration, it's an option, which apparently puts a freeze on the, the creditors and puts a freeze on the winding up order. Was I hearing that administration was like almost what they were trying to get into? It didn't seem like there was much option. It delays everything, so yeah. It was either, it was either the A word or the L word and... Obviously, the yes. A words slightly. No, I mean, if the A word gets them to the end of the season, then they can use the L word and Yuko, like a certain Glasgow club did last season. And then they can just start in Division 3 because that precedent's been set already. It has. I think the, the clubs would still need becomes, to vote. Well, yeah. Are they going to vote against it, having what, one club in last season? That'd be a bit unfair, wouldn't it? But they have to surely vote on what's right. But it's not just as easy as starting over. If, if you want to start over and we starting again from the bottom. But you still need a base, isn't it? Rangers were fortunate in a way that they they had... They were valuable. Charles good in place and they had... I mean, you've got like things like, you know, Gretna started again, but because they were started literally, you know, with, you know, they didn't have, they didn't have I think they had no ground, they had no ground ownership, they had nothing. They, they started as Gretna in 2008 and they're like east of Scotland. I mean, who's to say Dunfermline would have the kind of means or people in place to... Or maybe they do, I don't know. Rangers as a club was quite a, a valuable brand. Well, that's so, what I mean. Would would someone take that on with Dunfermline to start again? It's not it's not as attractive, is it? Yeah, you're right. You're right, I well, ho- Hopefully they manage to keep going, because yep. as I said, as I just said, the, the Dunfermline uh, youth team did beat St Mirren after extra time in the, the, the Youth Cup semi-final, so they've got a, a day at Hamden to look forward to against Celtic on May 2nd, I believe it is, for the Youth Cup final. Uh, so that's a, a wee day out for the, the younger players, but is May second going to come round for them? Is a big question. Aye, that's the last thing you want is clubs going under, and I, I really hope that they they do survive. I think administrative. I mean, you look at at least they're in a position in the league where, I mean, I suppose they could the playoffs are a possibility, but you know they're not going to go automatically down at the moment. Maybe administration wouldn't be the the worst. It would be the worst time to do it. If they think they could stay up in the first division, um, I, I don't know. It's it's a hard one, but from what you're reading, it doesn't look like unless someone waltzes in with some cash that they're going to be able to avoid at least the the A word. And I suppose at least you know, as teams like Motherwell have shown, it can you can come back to the other side. I, I I think unlike Rangers, you know, regardless of whether you want to call it whatever, same club, new club, who cares? You know, I think the thing with Dunfermline would be, would there be, would there even be a club to debate whether it's the same club or not <laughs> afterwards? And I don't think... That's the thing. There's always a club somewhere along the line. Because I know what fa- you mean. There's always a core fan base. I mean, even Clyde Bank, there's a junior team called know, Clyde but Bank, what, yeah, but, but which is where the fans went. So, I mean, whether there's a, a Dunfermline in the first division or if they liquidate a new Dunfermline come along in the third, well, well the second, know, or whatever that think... bottom division is going to be, yeah. or whether it's someone that goes and joins the, the East of Scotland League or something like that, I know, but or if it's our... a junior team, there'll be something of Dunfermline. Oh, no, I'm not saying there won't be something. Season. It's just what that will be. Yeah. I hope, difference. well, that's just assuming it all goes wrong. There's a big difference between... I know what you're saying about getting the, let in, Getting let in I... with the same ground to the third division like uh, yeah it was a very and, easy decision for the clubs to say oh look there's a club that's got a fan base of 45,000 yeah. or well <laughs> for instance officially 45,000 <laughs> count every what's, fan twice what's the situation with, I mean what's the situation with East End I mean obviously with Ibrox I know there was pretty much it kind of had to be Ibrox anyway didn't it there wasn't really much way around it so it's uh, Oh, but, but, I mean, that, that, they were aided quite a bit by the fact that all the assets got sold to the one yeah. place. Yes. Now, there's no guarantee a creditor would do that. There's no guarantee Masterson hasn't already somehow siphoned off East End Park because exactly. it's I mean, a pretty that's... good uh, asset to have. Yeah, there's no guarantee that anything. I uh, think it'd be valuable land, but I, 
it couldn't be a supermarket because it's right next to one, is it not? Is it Lidl or Aldi? <laughs> would stop them, would it? Oh, let's face it, Tesco will build then. I don't know. I, I think <clears throat> ideally they'd look at admin and hopefully come out the other side, which is surely yeah. a possibility. I mean, well, that, there's always that possibility somewhere yeah. along the way. I mean, what is that, 130,000 or something like that? HMRC road? Yes, yeah. uh, 134, yep. Uh, the, the, the problem there becomes with HMRC go for the, the creditors agreement though mm, yeah I honestly yeah. don't know with them it's, as, uh, as far as I'm aware HMRC's policy is only to reject that kind of thing if there's been previous deals that have been reneged on yeah but I don't know if that's been set up with Dunfermline previously or what. I don't know the history so I, I couldn't tell you what way HMRC would go with that I'm going to have to push us on a bit because we're kind of running out of time and there's a few things else I wanted to mention no so I wanted to mention Derek McInnes, Aberdeen boss, yep. taking over as manager today, but bizarrely, Craig <laughs> Brown seems to still be in charge for the next two games. Uh, Bruni is getting us to the spot, yeah. and Derek McInnes is going to take him into the spot, depending on what side it's going to be. <laughs> because there's two games to go, and they could be top six or bottom six. So maybe you it's think a... he'd want to get stuck straight in, wouldn't you? You think so? Yep. Maybe he's what he assess the team. Seems a bit. A bit odd, doesn't Aye, it? Fair yes. enough, not the first game, but why give him two? Well, this this mean... takes the pressure off him, though, because if it's clearly Craig if Brown... If they do crap... They well, that's the thing, if, if, if they do absolutely rubbish and they get stuck in the bottom six, Derek McInnes can start fresh in the bottom six, and if they get him in the top six, then great, he's got, some, he's got a challenge to shoot for, because he might be able to get to in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's tight enough. It is tight enough, aye, and they're playing, the, they're playing Dundee United in their second game. So they're both pushing for the top six. So that should yep. be a really good... Hopefully they, they both keep it alive until then. So that could mm. be a really good game. It's a good... I think it's a, I think it's a decent appointment for Aberdeen. I mean, he, he did well with St Johnston. What was he there? Three or four years. Took them up. I thought he, you know, really limited resources. Possibly one of the most limited resources in the SPL. And yep. 40% win ratio, um, which is superb. He did very well with them, and from what I understand, I mean, I didn't see a lot of. He did. He had a good impact, kept uh, Bristol up, and from what I heard and what I understood, he was given a bit of a raw deal. It basically was his um, budget was cut. He was working with yeah. very little in that league, and I, just from what I, I do listen to a lot of the English media, and it didn't sound to me like he was he was doing a bad job. He just had very limited resources, and they weren't doing. You know, they were down near the bottom, but. From what I heard from you know people around Bristol, they didn't seem to be like really against him or anything. So I think he just had a very difficult job there after a decent impact. So I I think he could do a good job at Aberdeen. I mean I kind of thought he was decent um, candidate for the Dundee United job. Obviously they went with McNamara, which seems a good appointment as well. But I think it's a good appointment. And to be honest, I I have not been overly impressed with Brown Aberdeen. I think he's kind of flat to deceive at times. I think he kind of. I think he benefited from just how bad Mark McGee had done previously. <laughs> I don't think Brown did a particularly good job at Aberdeen and all. No, if you, if you compare Craig Brown with how, let's like, say, Jimmy Calderwood did at Aberdeen, yeah. I mean, it's, it's different just night and day, I don't think. Yeah. I think I think Craig Brown bringing in the likes of Johnny Hayes and Neil McGinn was probably about as well as he's done, but Johnny Hayes hasn't really been the, well, the revelation we expect him to be. Correct. And McGinn, it got to the point, McGinn, if he didn't score, Aberdeen didn't score. And if considering they've got a midfielder who scored what the best part of twenty goals this season, they're they're only a couple of points ahead of us, and you know we've been you know pretty much non-existent this season, yeah. and it's bizarre to think that it's like we're like what f- four points by now, we could overtake them, and it's like well, you, I just, you play them, don't you next? I but thought you was, I'll be at that game next week. It'll be uh, it'll be Craig Brown's last game at home. I, if you're hoping to actually score against us, I think the current aggregate for the last nine games against Aberdeen is 15 0 hearts <laughs> against us in three and a half years. So we're probably due like a five 0 defeat. But aye, if we if we you know it's a bad season if we actually concede a goal and get beat by Aberdeen at the weekend, that'll just sum it up. <laughs> right, can we move on to the charity bit? Aye. Right, we chose for for Elgin and Falkirk in a charity bit last weekend and. Two of the games were called off, so you think we've got a good chance, but no. Falkirk beaten 2 0 by Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't do this, can we? Right, oh. so we need to try again. Yep. To be fair, you probably wouldn't have even got a tenner <laughs> for Falkirk winning. At least if we'd won something. 
Aye. I, I don't plan it. I always forget, and I'm doing it again now. Let's see what we've got with the games. Oh, what are you picking? Aye, um, I've not decided yet. Right, I'm going to go... You know what? Gee, just for badness, I'm going to go with Falkirk. <laughs> Falkirk at Airdrie. So. Right, so we're going to start this game. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought we played the firm, and that's Wednesday, isn't it? Aye, who knows um, what will happen in that one. Right, yeah. Falkirk are 5-6. to six. Talking yeah, of Dunfermline, Olivia might be a good bet. They've not been doing it, apart from their last game. <laughs> uh, apart from that 6-1 gubbing off Thistle. Uh. Aye, was that second versus third? That's oh, not meant to be a 6-1 game. No. Is, um, who's, uh, they've got a new manager in there, don't they? They do, they got, uh, was it Richie Burke, who I googled and it turned out to be uh, Monica's boyfriend, Tom Selleck, in French. <laughs> Burchill's going actually to be assistant really? manager. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, <laughs> really? Uh, Mark Burchill, he's going to be assistant, good. I, I assistant heard that player this morning, manager. I thought, how old am I getting if he's an assistant manager? He turns out he's a team, eh? yeah. broken a Celtic team. Still, still the holder of the fastest ever European hat trick. Really? Really? Yep. <laughs> Scored three goals in four minutes against Junes Esch. In 2000, Martin Lane's first season. Right. Was, was that the game? game? Uh, it was about 7 0, 8 0, something like that. You need to get that in the wiki. How about cause... a bit of, wait a minute, how about a bit of, what's the odds? A bit of Queen's Park. A minute, let me just check. I've not looked at the Wednesday, sorry, the midweek games. Right, well, I'm going right, to put Queen's Park, in... okay. right. I'll go Queen's, Queen's Park. Oof. They spoil Rangers' uh, Aye. Vision 3 Championship Aye. party. Oh, it's going to be a party, I tell you. This is years in the making. Right, I'm going to go for Queen of the South. At home to Brecon. Just because you can. They might, that might be a, a celebration for them as well, of course. Something's going to be a celebration of the Virgin last week. Yep. Right, so that £10 courtesy of McBookie returns £42.78. If it comes in, what do you want? Keep it simple. Keeping it simple, yep. Right, we'll move on to do the predictions. Because the SPL's back. Yay! I've not entered these predictions since I was on the podcast last before last week, so I don't think I've done them for about a month. You're lazy. You're probably still ahead of me. Right, okay, oh, first game up. Aberdeen against Harps. Bound to be nil-nil. <laughs> I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. I'm going away present for Craig Brown. His final game in charge at Pataudry. I'm almost tempted to say no, no as well. No, I think I'll, I'll give Aberdeen the benefit of the doubt here and say they'll do it. And say 2 1. I'm going to be a pessimist and say 1 0 Aberdeen. Now I'm again on no doubt score. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone can break the, the hoodoo against Hearts, it's him. And, you know, I'll, I'm going, so it doesn't matter. If I, if I get it wrong and we win, then I won't care. They did double their tally for the since they went a break against us, so they've at least remembered yeah. how to score goals. I suppose. Oh. Who knows? I mean, it's it's odd. I mean, we've we've had you know we played like that first half we did in the cup final. You know, we could score a couple of goals if we take our chances, but it's it's I'm I'm past really caring to be honest at this stage. <laughs> right, you got Dundee against Motherwell and away victory two 0 Motherwell. Uh, aye, probably. I think Dundee are fighting well, but Motherwell had had some decent form before the internationals, so I'll back Motherwell to win 2-1. I'm going to go with a bit of a, a goal fair. I'm going to go 4-2 Motherwell, just just to throw something interesting in there. <laughs> Next one up. up. <laughs> Hibs against Inverness. I'm going to go for an away victory, 2-1 to Inverness. Uh, Inverness have got top six. Hibs are still chasing it and need the points. I'll uh, say 2-1 Hibs. Mm, one apiece. 1-1. One, one. Ross County against Kilmarnock. Home victory 2-0. Uh, Kilmarnock no one chasing top six. Ross County still wanting to get that extra point. I think they need to secure it. I think it's a point they need. But I think they'll get all three. 2-1. Two, 2-2. Two two, two. Then on Sunday we've got St Mirren against Celtic. You see me play each other all the time. I know, it's getting boring. I wonder if they'll parade the League Cup. This is the first game since winning it. <laughs> Robert knows he's in it because he beat us in the way to there. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go 3-1 Celtic. You're brave. Ugh, it depends what Celtic turn up. 
Uh, I'll just go for a repeat of the, the Scottish Cup game. Is he 2 1 Celtic? Um, I think it'll be pretty straightforward. Bit of a come down for St Mirren. 4 0 Celtic. No, I think. <laughs> No, no grudges at all. <laughs> oh, not at all. No bad feeling at all. It's a mirror. Sit and lie down. You know, they're like, in fact, here we go. Make it 5 0 since they know how to get beat 5 0 very well at home with Celtic. Oh, did, you just, <laughs> did you just make a 1986 reference? <laughs> <laughs> right. If I just make Aberdeen 3 0 then if we're going to go back up. <laughs> Is anybody called Albert Kidd playing for Aberdeen at the weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, then we've got, because we do the podcast on the Monday, we've got a game on the first, which is St. Johnson against Dundee United, so we should predict that one as well. Right, eight o'clock kickoff. that means, what, quarter to ten before it finishes? I'm not I'm no, I'm no staying up to the podcast after that, I'll just miss, just miss the half, second half, it'll be crap anyway. Aye, what we'll do is we can discuss it <laughs> as if we watched it, we can say, ah, oh, it's a tight game. We could. What we could do is we could have it on as we do the podcast. I done that with darts once. That was quite good. That would just distract me. Well, it could be good banner unless the game's total pants, but you never know. We could try it. This one might be quite good actually, because I mean, United still chasing that top six. St. Johnson, I think they need a point. Is there not a couple of goals in this game last time they played? Uh, Total guess actually. Somebody click that button that's on the the predictor. It tells you about how the the form was. Oh, aye. Whoever coded that is a genius. I'm telling you. Mm. There was me just using the soccer way head to head. One one. <laughs> Although in saying that, it was nil nil last time they played at McDermott Park. Mm. It's not on the predictor. That's only the last five games, Chris. You've made me look uh, foolish now. Uh, whoever coded that is a complete numb. <laughs> <laughs> right, try it. Watch the second half of that as we do the podcast next week. Right, are we allowed <laughs> to go? Oof, if there's a goal. I, I, I think that could be quite funny, actually. <laughs> I might need to get my sky work, because I don't have a telly here. <laughs> right, back to prediction. Aye, uh, one each. One each. I'm going to go two each. Um, hmm. I'm going to go 2-1 Dundee United. <clears throat> right, OK. By the way, on the, the website, if you go to scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash SPL slash head-to-head stats, then... There's head to head with all the teams, so I have coded it. I just forgot about where it was on the site, and it's got all the head to heads going all the way back. Well, it's the entire SPL. Do you guess how many points I've got for March? Three, <laughs> zero. Oh, oh, didn't do anything at all, did you? I don't know if I predicted anything for March. I don't know where I'm. I was squishing the well, the, a... the, the podcast anyway. Aye, no doubt. Aye, right, aye. Oh, I'm eighth overall. 109 points. Brian Murray on 122. It's top of the overall leaderboard. Ah, it's not the it's not the winning that counts. It's the not ta- it's the not taking part. I'm I'm embarrassing. Did you see the um? Did you see the we um the the Hearts program getting a couple of awards there? Aye, I did see that. Yep. I was waiting to see that because you know I know there's like an official SPL one, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed for that, you know. I was like, yes, I might win something this season. Was this the programmer's programmer of you? Did I get to vote on that, Chris? Not a coder. Not a coder. Just the person who makes a program. What do you call a person that makes a program? Maybe they are a programmer. I wanted to mention something. It happened on, I think it was Friday. I was out enjoying myself before the, the Scotland game and I got a tweet from you, Chris, saying, oh, eh, Craig, I'll love that comparison. <laughs> and then apparently Thurzo Boy mm-hmm. said, I sound like Stephen Presley. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about? Uh, I don't hear it myself. No, see, I, I thought I was just boring, just generically boring, but to sound like... Well, maybe Stephen that's Presley. just the correlation, because Stephen Presley does have that sort of <laughs> boring way he delivers. Like, he's very matter-of-fact, doesn't he? Oh, yes, I, I... I remember he made a joke once, I was at a heart said, dude, he made, he made a joke and it was so awkward. I think it was, he just, he came up and he was wearing, like, checkered trousers and he was like, oh, as you can see, I'm... Uh, 
straight from the golf course tonight. Look at his trousers. Oh, Stephen, just get to the point. See, when we're talking about banter, uh, <clears throat> uh, there's a status update on the forum today that says, I didn't get anything stolen in the gym today, but I did forget a spare pair of boxers for the journey home. I had to go commando. Have you got changed since that, Craig? <laughs> I, I, I can confirm I have pants oh, on. I can't <laughs> Oh, I got a tenner stolen last time I was at the gym, so that's it. That's why I, I left that update because I wanted you people know, to know. You better just when when you're that sweaty that you can just <laughs> that bad to just wear what you had on. Just can I keep what? You, no, because I have a shower at the gym. Oh, okay, okay. Why don't you just get a shower when you get home? Well, I could do. I could do. But I like to come out clean, clean and fresh and, and buff. And <laughs> sit with your back. <laughs> <laughs> After working on the guns. <laughs> Right, going back to Friday night at Hamden, I was I was a bit naughty, and I had some whiskey and a water bottle. It was plastic. You're allowed plastic in oh, So I wasn't. I didn't buy the ticket in my name. It was in somebody else's name. So if you report them, then it'll be him that gets banned. Anyway, I had this whiskey, and I thought, right, what I'll do is I'll pour it into a cup of cola, and I'll drink that, and I'll be quite happy. But Hamden, they didn't sell any cola. They had the only soft drink they had was a Capri Sun. Sun. <laughs> That's the way they all go now. Bloody Capri Sun. There's no way I could have poured it in that tiny wee hole. So I just left it. Should they be taking plastic into football stadiums? No. Should they be taking alcohol into football stadiums? You're an absolute disgrace and it's your fault that all this nonsense happens. All this bill nonsense. It's quite funny. I mean, I was at, I was at the Everton game. I remember I was there with a couple of guys and I had a, had a bottle of juice and we were like, going to see it. I said, like, give me a second, I'm just going to finish, I've got to finish this. And I was like, why are you trying to down it? I was like, well, just, I'll kind of take it to my seat. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's a plastic bottle. Like, Aye, why would you not be able to take it to your seat? I was like, what? Am I allowed to take a plastic bottle to my seat? I trust it. <laughs> it's, great, it's great when you get an external view of our laws and you're like, <laughs> what? Yeah. He looked at me like I was mad. It's like, what do you mean you can't take your bottle to your seat? What's <laughs> like... Oh, they couldn't believe it. They thought I was taking the piss. <laughs> There's a guy a few rows in front of me at uh, Hamden that had a, a glass bottle of whiskey. Now, that's bad. That's naughty. That shouldn't be allowed. But he was steaming and he was wanting to start fights at folk that were smirking at him because he couldn't find his seat. <laughs> he came up right in my face. He wasn't shouting at me. He was shouting at somebody else. But he was right in my face. Are you smirking? Are you smirking? <laughs> Are you smirking? <laughs> oh, that's, one of my, that's one of my real hates is, you know, in... And layering drunk starting you because you look, you looking at me. I said, like, oh, come on. There's better reasons to start a fight than if someone looks at you. Come on. <laughs> ah, he was raging. Yeah, <laughs> you get me, Phil. You looking at my bird? <laughs> <laughs> was that your bird? I thought it was your brother. Oops. It's <laughs> <laughs> no wonder people start on you. <laughs> I know, I'm such a nice guy as well. <laughs> hey, what's this about Amy McDonald forgetting the words? I know, I said it to my dad at the time. I turned up I too late. I, I, was too busy. I was too busy she singing, I never noticed. She sang, um, oh, how did she do it? She kind of, she sang the, oh, 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 oh. and she kind of went fired in almost this kind of second. Oh, I'll try to think of the bit she did. But aye, she kind of took one line and she, she half sung that line, a line early. Right. But I, um, I can't remember which bit it was because yeah, it wasn't, that wasn't overly bothered. I did say it time, I was like, she got it wrong. And they're like, nah, she did. Now I was like, she did. She got it wrong. She's apologised. I want Ronnie for the courage to come back. I'm going to come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. A, it's a great video if you look up um, uh, Ronnie the Corey on on YouTube. And there's this one where he's at a shinty game. Uh, it's the it's the main pick. In fact, if you just type in Ronnie the Corey to Google, and it's the second link is this video. And he's singing it in a shitty pitch. There's like no fans there. And he just goes, come on! <laughs> I love that. shitty pitch. And the guy taking a video is an absolute knots of laughter. It's quite funny. Almost as good as the only excuse where he's uh, cooking. <laughs> this isn't any old flower. This is the flower of Scotland. Oh, I do like him. I miss him. Amy McDonald's fit, but she was... just, see when she goes, come on! No, it just doesn't work. Come on, Scotland! <laughs> uh, I just want somebody to get the words right. You know what they should do? I, I, I noticed this at the rugby. They, like, they get like the band to play the first verse and then the band stop and let the crowd sing the third verse. And it works so much better. Oh, I wouldn't, because nobody knows the third verse. 
Would Nate go back to the start? Uh, everyone knows the third verse apart from it's me. It's the second verse, nobody knows. <laughs> Same McDonald's is the first verse. <laughs> right. You think you like, you, you, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, does, does everybody actually realise that uh, the, the verses that we sang at the football are the first verse and the third verse? It's the one about autumn leaves, why thick and still we don't sing, which is the second verse. Do we know? Oh, is that the one? Huh? That was the one I was saying that nobody knows. No, the, the one that everybody knows is We Can Still Rise Now and Be a Nation Again. That's the third verse. All oh, right. The second verse has got autumn leaves. Did we not used to sing all of them? No, no, we've only ever sung the first and the third. Um, in fact, when, when I started going to the football, we did Scotland the Brave as the anthem. That's how long I've been going yeah, to Scotland again. At least, it wasn't, at least it wasn't God Save the Queen at that point. <laughs> oh, aye, that's even further back. Aye, that would have been when Greg was a young lad. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Can I imagine their hand on heart? <laughs> right, but I think we should end the podcast. <clears throat> Uh, before yeah. we start singing. Yeah. That's it, before Laurie starts singing again, because I've already got uh, enough to cut out and snip out, especially his Come impression. His Amy McDonald impression. <sighs> I just it, thought... I, 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 to be fair, you both had a crack at Amy McDonald. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I <laughs> 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 laid that one on the plate. <laughs> I was a bit slow. Don't worry, I'll edit it so it sounds like it's instant. They are on a plate. Right, but thanks for coming on again. You do. Search Ronnie the Corey. Second and third links are both videos worth a watch. I'll definitely. First is only 15 it. seconds as well, so if you've got a short attention span, you can easily get That's it. me. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening right to the end if you have. And I apologise if I sound like Stephen Presley. Sorry. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> it could be. Right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye.